You want me to lie? About the ice cream. <laughs> April 28, 2021. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 42. And cleaning out all of my pipes live on camera, I'm Abel Kirby. And making bank in Ukraine, I'm Cold Acid. And just glad that I'm on a professional podcast once again, I'm Casey. Yeah. Woohoo! Yo. Woo! Third appearance. Yeah. Third appearance. We're, we're definite professionals. Yeah. Like, I'm officially gone up from a background character to supporting it's amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah you get named in that credits yeah. soon enough you'll Welcome qualify back. for what is it sag sag after no because there's no screens involved here other yeah. than the ones in front of microphones oh it's radio then is it rag then <laughs> i suppose uh, i'm already on the rag what do you say the episode number was again <laughs> uh 42 42 <laughs> Forty-two. I'm glad we used that clip. I was getting worried we wouldn't pull it fast enough. You know yeah. that that well, might be the well, single I, most we important. We pulled it clip. off <laughs> for today. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I personally want to thank Casey for appearing again. This is the hat trick. Not that it was in a row, but you're the first one to reach three times on a guest spot on this show. Yes, uh, I'm honored. I remember just like it was yesterday, <laughs> listening to the first episode now, you, of. Um, and look how far oh, we've fallen. Again? Rare encounter. Rare encounter. <laughs> yes, of course. Mm. I'm glad to be back. It's so much fun. Yeah. I'm glad you're back too because somebody somebody needs to do needs to do a good job of playing off Abel Kirby. Uh. Oh. <laughs> well, I've got. Oh, I heard something. Yeah. I just have a youngling, which is what I call yingling. Ah. I was worried there for a second. It's just a beer. <laughs> I get nothing. I got my jaritos. Jaritos. Mm. Yes. And today it's pineapple because I feel like I feel like a Hawaiian Mexican. Oh boy. I'm just drinking water. <sighs> That's fine. That's fine. That's Rare fine. encounter. Good choice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I tap water last week. <laughs> well, I don't want to. Uh, disrupt my new abilities my newfound abilities i just discovered recently really what wait a yeah. minute what new well, abilities what do you have this? well i don't know if you're aware of this uh cold um new hampshire has an unusually high population of psychics <laughs> there's actually a psychic <laughs> festival <laughs> every year and i recently discovered after seeing an ad uh while i was searching for new things to do this summer um there's currently um a seminar going on right now. It's a 12-month sem seminar. I missed the first couple uh, uh, episodes of this. I, I'd say episodes. Um, it's all about how to be a psychic private investigator. And as soon as I read what? that, I knew I had the gift. Oh, boy. I could tell immediately it was meant for me. <laughs> this yeah. is great. This is great. So are you you're going to all of these? Or are you going to be oh, the it's resident? It's online. It's all on Zoom. <sighs> you don't even have to go anymore. Oh, man. And if if you get good enough well, at being I, I psychic, would assume, I would assume if you're a psychic, if you're a psychic, you wouldn't need to go to these seminars because you could just pick them up with your mind, right? No, well, see, that's the best thing. I thought of that too. I missed it. It was one every month, so you know there was a January one, a February one, a March one, and now it's April. We just missed. The next one coming up is on May 10th, and as soon as I get good enough. 
I can just look back on what was uh, already said in the previous ones. <laughs> because this is psychic and this is being a psychic investigator. You're not looking at the future. You're looking back on crimes that were committed. Oh man. It's it's incredible. So I'm it's $40 each one. I'm saving like $200 by coming in halfway through. Oh man. I saw wow. some I saw some psychic clues when I left my apartment. I don't know, maybe I might have the gift too cuz I was looking at after I moved all my stuff out, I was looking at the carpet and I could just see oh, I know there was a couch there just looking at it. You know? It was like there was an outline of it. Like an imprint. Yeah. That's what we call it in yeah. the in the business. Before yeah, you is... know it, before you know it, you're going to solve uh you're going to solve the JFK mystery, right? Yeah. Just call me Adrian Monk. Call me Abel and Monk. <laughs> Abel and Monk. <laughs> Abel and Monk, yeah. Abel and Monk. I think he was one of the few that wasn't supposed to be psychic. <laughs> but yeah, this is all by the New Hampshire Metaphysical Association. And uh, I think I'm going to take the class. Jeez. I got to jump in. It's some amazing stuff that they're going to be going over. This uh, May, this whole uh, seminar, it's all going to be about cults. I don't know how that, you know, wraps in to the whole psychic investigator thing, but that's what it's about. It's about being in a cult. So you're joining a cult to become psychic. Oh, I'm not going to join the oh, you're, cult. You're just I'm, I'm just going to observe until I can take it over. Uh, yeah. That's ah, the dream. That's the perfect plan. Yeah. There's other things like, um, I'm actually on meetup.com. I don't know. I know no one uses that anymore. No. <laughs> but there's all sorts of wonderful classes you can take. There's channeling classes in Zoom. It's so convenient now because everything's just on Zoom. Oh, boy. So it's like $10. Yeah, but I'm going to go to Cult Infection, crime-solving webinar. It's going to be amazing. Mm. So you're going to have to come back and report on that later. Yeah, once I start yeah. my new business. I already went on to the New Hampshire website, like the government website, to see what you have to do to become a private investigator. It's just like $75, and you fill out a form, and you can do it. There's really? more requirements if you want a gun, but if you just want to be a private investigator, you just fill out the form, and they run a background check, and you're done. Huh. Here, I sent you a link. Yeah, wow, I saw it come in. I'll forward that to cold. Yeah, New Hampshire is full of all sorts of crazy stuff. So what's going on? What's going on now? That's crazy up in New Hampshire. Um, well, the craziest thing right now is kind of just how the the narrative has changed overnight. That we are now open, and this summer is going to be the biggest, best summer ever, and everybody should go out and spend all their money. And it's going to be a huge tourist attraction. And the 4th of July is going to be amazing. And the seafood festival is going to be amazing. So, and all the, yeah, it, there's like this huge push um, trying to get. They're trying um, to get the mass, Massachusetts uh, uh, yeah. uh, tourist money up there this uh, summer. It's, it's fascinating. There, I saw an article just the other day, and it was all about how Santa's Village. Santa's Village is a little, yeah, for anyone yeah. who doesn't know. <laughs> It's this hokey little theme park. It's actually, it's really cute. It has a little water park in it, but it's exactly what it sounds like. It's Santa's Village. Um, it's you up mean, in... You mean Santa's Village isn't in my mall? No, it's in Jefferson, New Hampshire, and it always has been. And, um... They were lying to me then! <laughs> yeah. Those elves sorry. were lying to me! Sorry you had to find out this way. Cold, don't yeah. let them touch you. They're not real elves. <laughs> yeah, they had this, uh, whole Now article. you tell me! <laughs> It was, an, it was an ad, obviously, after I was looking at it, but I think it, it, it's all like these coordinated articles where it's like, we need more seasonal uh, help at Santa's Village. 
if you co work for us, you can get free room and board if you want to be a, one of our elves. Jeez. And, and I was like, really? You can get free room and board if you go up and work at Santa's Village? <laughs> I went to the Santa's Village website to check on that. I didn't see anything about free room and board, but it was in the article. Huh. Um, and I was know. in like the local uh, New England news, so I don't know where they got Maybe it Maybe they didn't but... mean Santa's Village, but they meant his workshop. Hmm. Hmm. I'm, I'm looking at some of the jobs that are posted. They're hiring a blacksmith. Just in case you were wondering, they're hiring a blacksmith at Santa's Village. Yeah, they got to put the shoes on the reindeer. Yeah. And, Someone's uh, awesome. They have a... Here's... I don't know. I don't know about this job title. If you're a gift mover, that sounds kind of cool, but you know what you do? You work at a, <laughs> you work at a warehouse. You uh, pick the gifts up and you put them back down. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. I pick up everything and I put them down. No, this is cool. Hey, if they pay better than Walmart for it. Mm. Yeah, but it's it's like all the different all those little um, tourist attractions that are in New Hampshire. They're all all at once within this last week started. Also, know, also, yeah, uh, We're Fletcher be open in the in the amazing. chat room points something out. It's yeah. not blacksmith. It's Smith of Color. Oh, <laughs> how rude of us! How rude! Yeah. How could you, Abel? Well, you know, it's I New Hampshire. Know. It is New Hampshire. They don't know anything up there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Cole, what have you been up to? I haven't heard a report from you. Oh, I've been working and working and looking at people who want to play video games without actually playing them. Oh, that's terrible. It is terrible. And you know how, you know how near, like the original near game just recently came out on PC? Oh, yeah. It used to be, it used to be only on console. Anyway... Vice published an article where they said they put on the they put on the auto fighting mode and just like watch the gameplay itself. Oh, that's even worse than I thought what you I thought you were going to say, which is just watching other people play. Which is what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Twitch Twitch and and stuff like that, let's plays those are fine, but I mean like just let it just letting the game play itself i mean it's like just just sit down and watch tv why bother why bother have a game do you remember when connect um the xbox connect uh games enable games started coming out that one of them was mario kart where they I had, had a connect yeah so what you could do is instead of using the controller you could like hold your arms out in front of you like an idiot and pretend to steer or whatever or like lean left to steer left you know and uh there was someone who set up a camera and he goes, oh, yeah, we're going to play. Uh, we're going to play Mario Kart. And he set up his camera and it goes three, two, one, go. And he sits there like a statue. He doesn't move at all for the entire race. And he comes in like second. <laughs> and it's like he's he's running off the track, but then it's kind of forcing him to go around turns, you know. So the it's it's correcting for the fact, I think in that case, it's correcting for the fact all the uh, uh, the, the control you have with the Kinect really sucks. It's uh, it's hard to, to do anything with. And uh, they made up for it by basically making the game play itself. It makes you think, you know, what am I really doing? Okay, back when I first had the Kinect, I was uh, I was living in the old place, and I had barely any room. So if I wanted to use a Kinect game, I well, I I had a futon bed then, so I'd have to fold it up into a couch mode, push it all the way against the wall, and then I'd still just barely have enough room after putting an attachment on the Kinect that would allow you to play up close to it. 
Like it, it was like a thing with ad, with additional lenses on it that would uh, that would change the focus for the cameras on the connect so that instead of needing like a 10 to 15 foot deep room you could be playing like within five feet of it and even then like just didn't have the space yeah i know and especially if you want to make those motion cap mocap for your miku miku dance videos you just yeah to do in a small room you know you're gonna knock over a flower vase well now we've just learned something new about you <laughs> <laughs> yeah Wow, I just looked up the Kinect just to see, because I, I never have used one, but I remember it. I know what you guys are talking about. First thing that came up, and it's probably just because of what I've been searching recently, um, the Kinect is capable of picking up paranormal activity. You can <laughs> use it to find ghosts. Jeez. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Casey, did I, did I tell you I moved to uh, one of the most haunted cities in America? Did you hear that? I, I said that on Hog Story. I don't think I said it on this show. You, you know, uh, you have not. Yeah, I'm currently... It doesn't surprise me, though. I'm I currently mean, living it, but... <laughs> one more ghoul isn't going to make too much of a difference. Uh, yeah, I fit right in. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got some stories to talk about. Let's see, we had... Well, you we had the thing about the games playing itself. Do you want to get back to that? What's the, what's the yeah. deal with games playing themselves? Is this a new fad? Is this a new trend? That's what people no, this really is, want. This is just something that was. This is just something that was in near Automata, and then I guess introduced into the PC version of Near Near Replicant, uh, where you could have on e in well, starting over <laughs> in Near Automata. If you played on easy mode, there were chips that you could put in that would like auto move and like auto attack and auto defend and stuff so you could let the game uh take over the things that you didn't want to do or were no good at while still being able to run around and and check stuff out on your own and well i guess for for people who aren't good at video games but still want to play it gives them that option and then but then you see people who are supposed to be like actually playing games and reviewing them and stuff and they're just putting this stuff in and and just oh. letting the game play itself instead of actually getting a real experience two years ago there's a guy who wrote an article on pc gamer about using cheats to beat the final boss and like oh i feel fine about it I'm, I'm so great because i use cheats i'm like fuck oh, you okay. scrub that's so not how you play a game so these are people who should be playing the game, and they're basically just watching it and trying to judge it based off from that. They, yeah, I can see why that would be. They put it on auto and, and go down to the bar for a couple of drinks. They come back and write the review. It's uh, yeah, yeah, without that's, doing anything. Yeah, you can't even judge like the game because <laughs> you're not playing it. Yeah, I can see why that would be a big deal. Yeah, we've had a we've had that's a decade-long sore point with games journalism. <laughs> it, uh, Meanwhile, it like. Is. I had I had to sweat. I was I was sweating. I was pissing blood trying to beat uh, video games from from like well, I was a kid onwards. And there are games that I have to. I still have to like put my nose to the grindstone to get through. And you know what? When I've beat them, you know how I feel. 
like a million fucking dollars because I did it. I accomplished it. I won yeah. the game. And then I see these so-called games journalists who are cheating their way through or turning on the AI so they don't even have to touch the controller just to win the game. And it's like, you didn't play the game. You didn't win anything. You're a fucking scrub. Come face me in one-on-one, -on -one, motherfucker. I will show you who's boss. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this is what you get. I mean, there's the Vice. You know, when I see Vice, you know what I think? Oh, that place, that that, that media company that used to be cool. They used <laughs> to do documentaries where they go to Baghdad and do heavy metal concerts under under the bombing of uh, of Baghdad. Were they you know? ever really cool? Were they cool? They did yeah. that. They did the, the bit where they would, like, bribe their way in through the Chinese consulate to go to North Korea and film a documentary there. They did, they did some cool shit. And, uh... Uh, not anymore. Back in the Gavin McInnes days, maybe. Yeah, he was down. I I don't remember that guy from Vice. I never remember seeing his name on anything I saw. Maybe he worked on it or not. I don't know. I know he was with them, but I I don't remember him from that at all. He was I, one of the original founders. Yeah, but I I didn't remember like seeing him in in uh, some of these you know the documentaries they put together. I don't remember like seeing his face there. He could have been there. I no, just didn't notice. He, he was running the business pretty much. Yeah, but I wasn't looking at who was running the business. I was just watching the stuff. Used to be cool. Not so much now. Just boring. Now, do you know how do you know how Vice started? Well, I know. No, not really. It was a it was a local it was a local magazine in Montreal called Voice of Montreal, and they started it up with uh, government grants. Really now? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, now they do in a low here's the last thing I ever saw from Vice, besides this game article you just posted today. The um the last thing I remember seeing that was like video. So they went from you know, the invasion of Baghdad and people playing heavy metal music in in warehouses, you know, as bombs are exploding around them. They went from that to it's a social experiment for a high school reunion where we're going to have there's a there's a guy, you know, he's going back for his uh, 20 year reunion 10 year reunion or something. And he's kind of chubby and he's balding, but he, what he did is he hired a model to play himself. And he, they coached the model. The model's oh. going to know his friend's name. He's going to try and remember. And there's, he's got, there's got hidden cameras all around. And they, uh, they try and walk him through it like uh, Impractical Jokers style. And, you know, it might have been a fun episode of Impractical Jokers, but it wasn't a documentary. This is like low-tier YouTube trash. It's a social experiment. It's like reality television. It's just that bad. It's ter I'm actually yeah. on Vice.com right now. It's awful. There's not a single Bastards. interesting thing here. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you going to do? We all know that all the real news stories, the good stuff is on dig.com. <laughs> Which is... Yeah, how's, how's that going? How's that going? Uh, I check in on it sometimes. You haven't mentioned it in a while. I I've, I forgot it existed again. <laughs> no, they've. It's just like clickbait shit. The the whole page is. It used to be dig. Uh, you know the who was it? Kevin Rose, the social media platform, and then uh, they sold the name, and now it's just aggregated, curated, uh, basically Facebook posts. And you know, yeah, Reddit so front page like stuff. ninety percent of the rest of the internet. Yeah. Woman tries to trade bobby pin for house. Here's her latest trade up. Oh, that's a rerun. They did that shit, what, in the 70s? 
Wasn't there a guy who did that where he... Uh, that was a paperclip. A paperclip, yeah. Yeah, red paperclip. I remember that. And he's like, yeah, what do you do? He traded the paperclip for like a pen. Yeah, and then and the pen for like some, I don't know, something he got else. Something, he got a t-shirt and then he got like a boat that didn't work and he traded it for a scooter or something. And somehow, yeah, he traded his way up to uh, to a house from a paperclip. He bartered his yeah. way there. That was like early 2000s, wasn't it? Oh, uh, maybe it was. It's, I, I remember hearing about this. I thought it was uh, a little bit older, but I could be wrong. I don't know. It was fun, fun scam. That's a good news story. You know, that would be kind of fun if, uh, I guess they're doing it here, but no one cares about her. It's some video on, I don't know, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> or Instagram, sorry. They all look the same good to job. me. They all look the same to me. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Well, uh, as far as I go, I got a couple things done since we uh, since the last episode. I went over and I cleaned all that paint off the stupid uh, coax and uh, rebooted yeah. all my equipment. So and your connection's stable now? I am back up to full speed, at least the advertised speed. And I think it's the Excellent. first time I've, I've gotten Comcast to give me the advertised data rates. And uh, most of it's going well. I, I got all my shit here, so I don't know. I'll turn my... What should I do? I'll turn my gate all the way off, and then... You can't... There's a little bit of an echo, but it's not as terrible as it was last time. And the... Uh, yeah, last week, that was that was ridiculous. <sighs> it sounded like you were podcasting from a fucking, like, aircraft hangar. Uh, well, I, I turned the gate down at the beginning to make a point about it. I, I think in, I listened to it a little bit into, into the episode. It didn't sound that bad once it was up. But anyway... Hey, we had some other... Uh, I, besides that and work, I haven't done anything. It's <laughs> I've just been moving stuff, and I have piles of things. I went from a two-bedroom place to a one-bedroom place, so I've, I've got too much stuff. I threw away most of it. Apparently, I didn't throw away half yet because it still doesn't fit. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's it. I should send you some pictures of my basement. Huh? Oh, I, I, I have so much stuff here that still hasn't even come out of the boxes. And I've been living here for, for like, a couple months short of a year now. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. You gotta do the thing where if you don't use it for, uh, for a little while, you just throw it away. I know, but I can't. Or, you know, give it away. <laughs> I love going through all my stuff and throwing stuff away. Yeah. I have a huge box right in my hallway by the door, and I just pile stuff in there constantly. Oh, I got a... Speaking of photos, at the very I least, I need to find like my old poems and shit from when I was in high school, and at least and scan that stuff us. in, so I have no, no, <laughs> just to just to look at and cringe. Uh, I don't know. It sounds and like show seeing material. that I'm going to be getting a guitar next month, maybe start putting it to music. I sent you a, a picture on Skype. That's my when I open up my door. My uh, patio door, that's what I see. No, you haven't. I don't see it. Um, I sent it to you. Let me see. Did it not go through? Da, 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 da. Doesn't look like it. Oh, wait. I had to click the send button. Never mind. There it goes. That would help, yeah. That helps. It look, yeah, it looks like it went. But it's, uh, it's oh, the... There, see. It's starting to show up. And if you look closely, right in the center of the picture, there's a deer. So that's what I have oh, in the yeah. backyard now. It's kind of nice. That's great. To be uh, that's a nice backyard having the having the trees there and everything. Mm-hmm. A now, bunch of these guys are were hanging out there. I think there's three or four deer. You can't see them all in the picture because they're hidden. 
but uh, I just had the door open and I heard a bunch of noise, like, you know, leaves crunching in the woods. And I kept thinking, there's some neighborhood kids. I'm thinking maybe they're running around outside. And uh, I, I couldn't see anyone. And I kept looking and looking. And I finally took a step outside and, and got a closer look. And I said, wow, that's a bunch of deer. Haven't seen Is that in a while. back there? Uh, there's a it couple like, in there. No, you need to get yourself a rifle and a license and yeah. uh, bag one of them this fall. License? <laughs> this is America, you dumb son of a bitch. As, you only as need a license Joe if you Rogan get caught. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's something I miss about. Hey, I've watched Northwood's Law. I know you need a license for deer hunting, even in uh, even in New Hampshire. Uh, that's true. You do need to get the... Uh, you do need to get those tags. Yeah, and if you need if you need a license for something in New Hampshire, you're gonna need a license <laughs> for that same thing anywhere else in the USA. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. Except true. maybe Texas, maybe. Yeah. Well, what else do we got for stories? We gotta get some stuff moving in here. Oh, how about uh, how about a recap of what's been going on with Linux versus uh, University of Minnesota? Oh, I am. Uh... That's excited news. <laughs> no, and just for a, a recap, do you do you mind if I recap what was going on? Oh, please. Yeah. So uh, last episode we did a story, or Cole brought a story about uh, the Linux kernel, and uh, I guess it was a study that some faculty at University of Minnesota were, I guess, allegedly doing, or w what they were doing is trying to introduce vulnerabilities to the Linux kernel on the DL without telling anyone. Um, by submitting, oh, here's a feature, here's something we fixed, but then, you know, when they fixed it, they would um, kind of break something else or, or introduce, um, you know, something that they could use later to, to exploit, you know, a device that was running Linux. And when the... Who's the, who's the organization that maintains the Linux kernel? The Linux Foundation? Yeah, the Linux Foundation. When they got wind of this, they they did not like the uh, the idea that someone was doing this. They really didn't like it, to the point where they banned everyone at, I believe it was, it was all faculty, or was it everyone at the school? They, they did something. Everyone did at, everyone with a, with a UMN email address. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a little weaker than, than, uh, than I thought it might be. Obviously, you could sign up with Gmail. That, that covers right? that covers that covers the faculty and all the graduate students. Yeah, at very least. And they also decided that they were going to revert all of the commits that they did. And they said, "Okay, anything that you added, we're just pulling it out. See you later." And uh, and I believe Cold, you well, said not you exactly because they're they're reviewing they're reviewing everything that was that was sent in. Starting off, they started off with a. Uh, with a patch set that reverts at pretty much everything, but going through each each reverted commit and saying like, okay, is this something we're gonna push through or are we gonna skip this per particular revert because it's actually something good? So anyway, continuing on, on the 24th, that was what, Saturday, the professor and the graduate students sent out a, a message, an open letter to the Linux community where they kind of apologized, but at the same time were stroking their own cocks. Mm -hmm. and, and the response to that has been, 
thank you for sending this, but until until the university goes through and does everything that the Linux Foundation's Technical Advisory Board says the university has to do, the specific actions, they they're not going to they're not going to change course on this. Well, good for them. So, unfortunately, I've not been able to find that uh, that letter. It was sent out. Parts of it were published by PC Mag, but the letter itself is MIA. Hmm. So all we know is that one was sent, and parts of it have been published in an article. Well, this will be fun to watch it for the next couple of weeks and see what happens. If see, you know, oh, yeah. it's it's good on them for kicking out bad actors because it's it's clear these guys were bad actors. Even if they said, "Well, it was it, there was some." Um, I don't know. I guess they would claim since some of their when the university was talking about this. Oh, well, you know, it was uh, research we were doing. We were seeing if you were susceptible. You know, we were seeing if you were gullible. You know, we were seeing if we, we could trick you. You know, it's um, yeah, I don't it's It's not an ethical thing to do. And it's not a uh, something that no, it wasn't ethical in the fir- to begin with. No. Anyway, there has been something else that one of the demands of the Linux Foundation has apparently been met, although it only happened today, I suppose. Yesterday, I checked the the paper that was, because it was sent in to the 42nd IEEE Symposium on Security and Privacy. And as of yesterday, it was still listed on their accepted papers page for the conference. And today I went to check again, and lo and behold, it's not there anymore. It's not listed. Hmm. The paper itself is still on GitHub, and I'm including a link to it in show notes. And I've also made a mirror copy just in case they pull it from there as well. Hmm. Should be interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep following this because, I mean, tech drama, I, I love it. I crave it, bro. Yeah. Well, I was listening to some podcasts uh, recently. You know, the some of the usual ones I was listening to. I, I picked up a new one, too. So to, to start with the usual ones, we had uh, Grumpy Old Ben's episode 155. Did you catch any of that? You know, maybe? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 You don't listen right. to anything else but uh, Rare Encounter, do you, Casey? I mean, I do listen to some, some stuff. Um. <laughs> yeah. Just Rare Encounter. Uh, just re- yeah you know only our, you guys our number one yeah. fan only you i'm your number one fan and you love the show you love oh, the show absolutely yeah <laughs> in fact I, I backed it up you know every episode i downloaded it and uh listened to it offline all the time on oh, repeat geez. and you have a little shrine you have a little shrine in your apartment absolutely yeah, yeah i got like a, a tiny little Abel Kirby, a tiny little like cold acid statue that I sculpted myself. Yeah, and and you know? uh, it's got little bits of hair on it, doesn't it? It's and you don't yeah. put pins. You don't even think about putting pins in that one. <laughs> they teach you that in psychic class, I hear. Um, I think that means she does. <laughs> that laugh means she does. Oh dear. Well, you'll have to tell me tomorrow if you wake up with any back pain. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we'll test it out we'll see oh boy well we had uh we had hot well, story in case wake up without any because i mean i always wake up with back pain Ugh. yeah 
that also means it worked because then I used my, my psychic healing powers to resolve you of your pain. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we might as well just say it. I'm, I'm the most powerful psychic in all of New England. <laughs> Jeez, you know you, you ought to be careful. You know what they do to uh, to to you know magical people up in New England. I yeah, heard they give a story. Them their own show. Well, I, I need my own podcast. Clearly, there's a little story that happened in Salem. You might want to look into it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I That's wouldn't be going around yes. with any magical powers in New England. Man. That's for sure. I've... Uh, oh well. Anyway, so uh, Grumpy Old Ben's had their episode 155. Refuse to hate. Um, where I, actually on that they had some interesting topics that came up. One of them was the uh, the channel state information uh, topic, which I I got tuned into just enough to go do my own research on. Uh, this was the story Ryan brought up on the show, which was about the Wi-Fi routers uh, that were tracking you. Did you catch any of that, uh, Cold? Yeah. So I made sure that the that the three antennas on my Wi-Fi router are not in a triangular shape. Oh, jeez. No, I was I was like cringing a little bit on it. Uh, some of the like the thing that they're talking about doing um, is what they have is cha- what's called channel state information from your any wireless device, but you can do it with Wi-Fi. And they've been doing this for like twenty years. It's not the idea is not new. Um, there's there's some new. Newer- no, they show they showed it in uh, they showed it in Independence Day. Did they? I don't remember that from the movie. The Wi-Fi? Well, the, the triangulation thing. I'm talking about specifically using Wi-Fi to to observe movement yeah. or detect movement. They they w- what they've been doing for a long time is they can look at the when you have a um, two Wi-Fi devices talking to each other, you can get kind of down not quite at the physical layer, but the next layer up from that. Um, what they're doing is they're looking at all the different frequencies that it's saying for every, you know, it's it's a frequency diverse waveform, and so you're not broadcasting on a single frequency. It's not at 2.4 gigahertz. What you have, this kind of the center frequency. What you have is a channel, and then even within the channel, it's continually changing frequencies all the time. And they're they the router knows. Oh well, I I know this packet was on this frequency, and this packet was on that frequency. And what they do is they just record that information out to a giant three-dimensional it's like a giant matrix and they do some linear algebra on it and they can come up with um basically some information about the channel state or what i I won't go into what it's called it's called the channel state information and they just watch it change over time and they've been able to do things like detect if uh well you have a wi-fi environment with a couple devices and we're tracking this channel state information for all the different channels what we have a fingerprint for what it looks like when a person falls over, when a person is dancing or something like that, when they're in the room, or if there's movement. Um, and th- there's been, I don't know, hundreds of papers on this for, like I said, in the last 20 years. So it's not like a crazy new thing. And it doesn't require and you to have multiple. We've only made it easier for them by getting. You don't need multiple antennas we've on your router to do it. only made it easier. We've only made it easier for these people spying on us this way by getting rid of the paint, or the lead in the paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it doesn't taste as good anymore either. No. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, that, I, I don't want to go into it. I was thinking about doing, uh, doing a whole dissertation on that, the whole thing, because it's a cool topic. There's a lot of, you know, interesting stuff that happens, but it's not really triangulation. Um, it's not a direction finding system either. 
uh, I guess some of it, uh, what what they've been able to do is if you have multiple antennas, they can try and estimate a direction if they really know. But you have to think about how these routers actually look. The antennas on them are usually movable. And so you can you can never guarantee that everyone's going to set them up the same. It's a little, it's a little um, simplistic to say it's direction finding or triangulation, but... The, there's a lot of interesting stuff they've been doing with it too, you know. And anyway, it's not even, it's not a Wi-Fi technology either. You could do that with any kind of set, set of radios as long as you can get channel state information. They just do it with Wi-Fi because everyone has Wi-Fi. It's the only reason they picked that one. It there. sounds like it would be good for for an episode of your unnamed science podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I've been thinking of the names. I I wrote down a couple different ones and. I don't, here's, here's my thought on it, and I don't have a good name for it, but I was thinking, when I was listening to Podcasting 2.0, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, with, um, th- th- they always talk about the fact that most of the podcasts out there have some religious, uh, t- it's, what they do is they'll have a uh, church sermon, and then they'll upload 20 different copies of it to 20 different RSS feeds, they'll all be indexed, but they're identical, and they're trying to deal with this this sort of thing. I was thinking, wow, you know, if I really wanted to hide, if I want to make sure no one's ever going to see this, I need to come up with like a pseudo-religious name for the podcast. It's like the Abel Kirby Fellowship Hour or something like that, you know? <laughs> like, so, and th- that was my thinking for the past couple of days. Is, uh, is It's got to, like, what if I made it on purpose obscure? And I don't know, because it's art, I guess? I don't so what I've been trying to do is come up with something that sounds vaguely religious, uh, but uh, but isn't, you know. Oh, Fletcher's got a good idea in the chat room. Saving folk with Abel Kirby. Saving folk. Saving folk. Saving folk. Oh, I hate the word folk. <laughs> folk. Well, what about, you know, you can't, you need folk hmm. so that you can go to the Falcon Islands. It's one of those words, though, that every time you say it, you almost throw up a little bit. Folk. Folk. And- <laughs> Falcon Punch. Falcon, yeah. So, hmm, that's pretty good, though. Falcon Punch. Okay, I just got it. Yeah. No, that was an old... Who was the guy who did that? It was Andrew Dice Clay did that, didn't Captain he? Captain Falcon. Yeah. No. No, and, like, I'm talking Captain about the Falcon, Falcon I forget what game. I forget the game, but... F-Zero. I, I first encountered him in doing that with uh, Smash. He Didn't he do it in F-Zero or something like that? Well, that's that's what he was from. Maybe, no, that's probably what he was from. But I remember, I remember like Falcon Punch in uh, yeah. Smash, back in, back from like the first versions of Smash. Yeah, N sixty four. Woo! Ah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Then you had Star Fox. That I, I was cl- like, that was a classic. There's a lot of good characters in that one. You could unlock Luigi. <laughs> that's what luigi's profile was back then <laughs> luigi wasn't even like on the thing you had to unlock him and then what is well he's taller mario but you who know, would bother like... unlocking luigi <laughs> oh oh boy poor luigi nobody likes a luigi so who wants a spaghetti i i presume that's what <laughs> italians say to each other oh, no man. they could say who wants a pizza who wants a pizza Oh man, you know what? I, I oh, really... we're gonna we're gonna get cancelled. No wait, Italians are white people. We're not gonna get cancelled. I was gonna get do a makeup on the gobble doc and I completely forgot. 
until you said that. Yeah. Well, well, thank God. Thank God, because that... I looked at that picture some more, and God, that thing was in my nightmares, man. <laughs> Gobbleduck. It's kind of like the Babadook, you know? But it's for chips. Fucking creepy. <laughs> That's what it's like. It's fucking creepy. I like oh. its earrings. They were pretty... F <laughs> Is that <laughs> an eyeball? No. <laughs> The gobbleduck. I don't know. For some the reason, my did we, did we stuck that motherfucker in the show notes for last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. And yeah, just look at that that picture that you just linked in the chat room. It's like, it's like saying like butt rape is imminent. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I have been inspired, and right now I'm doing it. You can't stop me. Don't even try. You'll never be able to. Uh oh. And it is uh -oh. official. Right now, that's my profile image. <laughs> oh, no. No. Here we go. <laughs> no agenda social. Damn it. Look at that. It's perfect. Abel oh. of the Fediverse. There we go. There we go. <laughs> no. I had a story about the McDonald's Why ice cream machine. This? I forgot to clip it. It doesn't work with the audio. I, I'm just deficient i should be making so many clips and i'm just not man people get so upset about those ice cream machines i worked at mcdonald's and i know exactly why they don't turn okay, on okay tell me the story but do you really got it's really not that big of a deal so uh, let's take a step back yeah mcdonald's is a hamburger restaurant that sells that, ice cream sometimes yep. and whether it sells ice cream or not is kind of like uh rolling the dice yeah I mean, there there is like an explanation for why, but and and but it's like boring. <laughs> so it, I know it's like funny that it's like oh, it's broken. Everyone pretends they don't understand why. Um, Do you think you could lie about it and just tell us a fake story that's actually funny? I mean, no, <laughs> no. You want me to lie about the ice cream? <laughs> You can lie well, about all, ice cream. The ice cream in itself is a lie. That's not ice cream. It's not even a sin. It's it's not even. I wouldn't even like it. It's a dairy product, but it's it comes in this big plastic, like a giant plastic bladder, basically. Okay. Of pre-mixed ice cream juice. Yeah, I got and one it of has those. A it has like a little port on the bag uh -huh. um, that you snap into the machine. Stop it! I can only get so hard. <laughs> and um you know the bag's only so big so every time uh, in the morning pretty much because nobody Woo. orders ice cream in the morning so in around, the morning in the morning in the morning um, around 10 o'clock probably um what you have to do is first you have to run the machine to clean out the the tubes because uh -huh. um you, you can't just ha put the ice cream straight in you gotta I can, clean the tubes. I can relate. You know what First I mean? thing in the morning, I can you, relate. You got it. Um, so that takes a little bit of time. So if you're trying to get ice cream first thing when they first switch over to lunch, it, they're probably still actually cleaning it. So it is down for real. Um, it's not broken. I always would like. I've never told anyone it was broken. I think that's lame that people say that personally. Uh -huh. You just tell them the truth. It's being cleaned right now. That's what I always said. Um, and then uh, by the time you get to the, the end of the day. We're dairy bladder. Yeah, basically. We're servicing the dairy bladder. By the time you get to the end of the day, it's pretty much out. 
And depending on how much ice cream you sold uh, during the day and what time of day it is, you're either unsnapping it and putting an entire new bladder full of ice cream, uh, potentially wasting half of it if it's, you know, close to closing time, or you're just shutting it down for the day because you can't use half of the bladder of ice cream and put it away and bring it back out the next day. So that's all there is to it. It's just um, depends on how much ice cream they sold during the day and what time you go in. So there's no. So it's, in it's, other it's, words, well, McDonald's is just too cheap to get these uh, soft serve machines with the chiller units built in. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> yeah, Casey, so, I'm sure your Halo will arrive in the mail sometime. <laughs> it go. It goes well with the witch's outfit. <laughs> yeah, their ice cream. I know it's not real ice cream because it makes me sick. Yeah, I know. It's got yeah, um, it's soft it's got like, soft it's got like a soft serve is not ice cream. It's Thanks. got like a, a oily sort of texture to it. It's, it's not good. It's the Thatcher juice. <laughs> it's the it's the gin of milk. <laughs> oh boy. Well, anyway. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. We had, <laughs> how about those how about those other podcasts? How about those other that podcasts? We haven't mentioned yet. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, Hawkster had uh, episode 178 corned. They were corned. And I I caught some of that live, but I didn't hear all of it and I haven't gone back and listened to the parts I missed. It was always a fun show, though. I was I was thinking K O R N E D, but Carlin says it's C O R N E D. Yeah, corned. Was was it about the process of corning meat? What you mean, putting saltpeter on beef? Yeah, yeah salt corns. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think well, so. I don't know. Carplanes. That's not no. Carplanes is that's in chat. Not what... Carplanes. What does corned refer to? Could you tell us? Because we wanted though. In the pro- in the context of that episode, yeah. inquiring yeah. minds need to know. Yeah, because I mean, I'm very interested in the process of corning meat, but if it's for something else, I don't know. As usual, as usual, the the show title for Hog Story came out of Book Voice trans uh, transcriptions, but we need to know like what was the actual message yeah. about? That's a that's a likely story. I think there's some secret information they're just not telling us. Someone got cornhole. Hog story show titles are side channel. Yeah, side channel. We can work on the channel state information. The hog story channel state information. Uh, what else do we have? Um, I was listening to uh, a, a new science podcast, a, a new to me science podcast. Just kind of fun. Um, I was not listening- your own. No, it was. I was bitching about how there weren't any good ones on it on mine and so i went out i was making another effort to find one and i came up with the hyperfine podcast and i feel like i've heard the name before but i never really listened to the show and i have to say they they're right on the right track it's a show of people who are i think it's a, a doctor of physics and it's a former ta um who worked at you know at a university instructing students on how to do physics labs and what they do is they just take a topic and they work through it and they'll talk about um the the episodes they listened to were on keeping time which was their latest episode they they were talking about the different ways that you know uh, we might keep time and, and it's a little bit of a simplistic topic you know they start with well here's a tuning fork and what's a quartz crystal inside a uh inside a computer you know for a computer clock and how's it 
you know, what's the basic idea of how this whole thing's actually going to work? And uh, they worked their way through some fun stories with uh, the iPhone. They, the, the fun story, I don't know, did you know, uh, Cold Acid, that some of the Apple products are susceptible to helium damage? I won't say damage, actually. They can, they can have uh, timing problems if they're exposed to elemental helium. What? I was not aware of this How? either. Yeah, and and so it has to do with the the rate of the clock that's inside the. Uh, they, so they used to use quartz crystals um, in inside a lot of these things, and and if you go to, you know, accurate uh, equipment, timekeeping equipment, you might use an ovenized quartz crystal, where they say it's not just a quartz crystal that's tuned. You know, we're actually going to put it in a little oven and keep it at the same temperature all the time, so it's always you know right on and it never drifts. Well, it turns out Apple went from quartz um, to a MEMS oscillator technology. And so they have the, oh, I was talking about this with someone at work. He told me the definition of MEMS. I can't remember what it was. Uh, it's a it's a micro machine, not like the cars. It's a, <laughs> not like those. It's not Matchbox either. Um, it's a... Um, small mechanical device microscopic kind of mechanical device where they they took the idea of the quartz crystal microelectrical mechanical systems yeah that's it and they they there's an oscillator that they they put inside and it's what keeps time in i believe it was the apple watch and some of the uh the newer iphones the story was at a um and i'm just going to recite what they said on the podcast so i'm, just, I'm cribbing their content <laughs> and this is third hand too so i'm, I'm instead of bringing a clip to yeah, us. instead of bringing a clip to it i didn't clip anything i told you so they had a hospital where they installed a new mri machine and as soon as the mri machine was installed uh, a little bit later the it department comes back and they they start getting reports that all the iphones are failing but none of the none of android phones aren't failing it's just iPhones and certain Apple products just stop working when they're nearby. Uh, and like, like they actually shut off, they brick themselves. It, but Android phones don't do that. And they went through and, and found out that what's actually happening is inside an MRI machine, you have to have superconducting magnets. And just like at CERN, if you go to like one of the particle accelerators where they use superconductors to, you know, point the, to hold the beam uh, in the middle of the, uh, the track, they, uh, they use superconducting magnets, which are cooled by liquid helium. And they, uh, you know, have a little gasket where it vents off some of the excess helium as it boils away. And so there's ambient helium near these machines. And what happens is the helium is small enough. Those little heli- elemental helium uh, can penetrate the little package around the MEMS. And, and usually it wouldn't do anything to... Uh, to anything in particular, but I guess if you get enough elemental helium in the the, the small enclosure that the uh, electromechanical machines inside, the one that's keeping time, it's, you can think of it like the pendulum on the clock. Well, it changes the the gas around it, obviously, and it actually makes it speed up. <laughs> and so the the base clock on the the phone would start ex- start going faster than real time. The experiment that they reference, and I didn't pull a clip of this either, but allegedly there's some video on YouTube, maybe we can find it and put it in the show notes, of an experiment where they had two iPhones and they start the stopwatches on them simultaneously so they're both counting you know, in sync. They put one in a bag and they put some helium in the bag and they watch the two for a while. And after a couple minutes, what happens is the one in the bag starts counting faster and faster and faster and it's in the, the stopwatch is counting up faster than real time. You know, it says, you know, so many seconds elapsed, but really hmm. uh, fewer than that many seconds elapsed 
eventually keeps going and going and going, and I guess the 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 screen flickers and the thing dies. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Cold. You got a, a nice uh, article for it. So I and learned actually all this. from Vice about the very thing you're talking about from Vice. Oh yeah, yeah. Why a helium leak disabled every iPhone in a medical facility? Ah, oh, that might be it. Ah, oh, we're bringing it all the way back. No, this is a Vice article yeah. about a subreddit. So this is Vice reporting oh. <laughs> on a Reddit thread, okay? Oh, okay. So let's say Vice reported on it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a story that someone Okay, Vice on reported on Reddit reporting on it. Oh, and so I'm reporting Whatever. on a podcast which reported on a Vice story, which reported on a Reddit article where an anonymous user claims something happened. Uh, I think we... Uh, you have to go deeper. We, I think we're ready for a prize. <laughs> where's where's my Pulitzer Prize? Oh man! Anyway, it was a fun story. They, and they the talk about Vice shit like that. the Vice article even references the iFixit article that I linked first. <laughs> okay, so this is a story going around. Uh, I don't know. I hadn't heard it. I heard it on this podcast from twenty eighteen. Yeah, it, it's a it's a fun fun experience. The the other. Li- episode i listened to they just talked about statistical mechanics what are statistical mechanics and uh, how do they relate to normal thermodynamics and they go into the math of it which is fun they don't treat you like an idiot which is what i like i thought statistical mechanics were people who worked on making (laughs) sure that statistics wouldn't fall over Mm. and if we didn't have quality control quality would run rampant indeed Uh, if any lame one-liners, anyone, anyone at all. Bueller. Bueller. So that was all my podcast. There's your podcast report. It's a little disjointed today, but everything is, huh? Yeah. It's 2021, well, folks. That's fine. It, it makes <laughs> things more interesting that way. Yeah. What about you, Casey? What do you, uh, what do you listen for podcasts? You want to plug anything? You want to get anything, uh, out there off your chest besides your psychic, uh, soon to be uh, detective agency? Oh boy. Um, let's see. Well, I, I sort of, you know, pride myself on having absolutely no public information about myself out there. Uh huh. I don't have any social media. Uh huh. Um, when my, uh, agency is, you know, all set up, uh, I'm thinking of just advertising in the newspaper only. So, so you'll get like I, there, there will people. be no website. Yeah, I, well, you know, you got to screen those people out. If you're, if you can use you a can computer, go for you're psychic advertisements. Yeah, you the, can, only, the only people, all the people yeah, that will find you are just those who. If are you also can read psychic. this, you might be psychic. Yeah, exactly. You could project the ads into people's brains on the subway. <laughs> you just stare yeah. at them hard enough. <laughs> on the trolley. I'm sorry, it's New Hampshire. On the trolley. On the trolley. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, they used to. Not a lot of people know that they it used could to have, work. They used to have public transit all over New England. Like yeah. they had tro- a trolley route that went all over up to the ski resorts in northern New Hampshire and it went into all the major towns and cities there. You could hop on a trolley in the town I grew up in, and you could take it down to Manhattan if you wanted to, or you yeah. could take it up to go skiing for the day. And it's, it was, a you know, above ground. It's not like it's a subway or anything, but it was, you know, a network of uh, public transit. It was they kick shut ass. it all down. Yeah, this, and this was like yeah. 1900, and they shut it down in, I don't know, 1920 or something. You know, everyone got a car. Ford happened in the... Probably in the a bit later it. than that. Probably in the 40s. They started tearing up those tracks, though, when people stopped working on them. 
But here's something that was a, a fun fact about that network. Um, a lot of it remains just in the forms of the uh, the station. Um, usually what you'd have is all the all the different lines which are run by, I, I don't know, there's a couple of companies that did them. The last stop on the line was usually a park, and the trolley lines would actually go out of their way to build basically an amusement park at the end. And the idea was you'd hop on the trolley on the weekend, you'd take, run it to the end of the line, and then... Um, you know, hang out there all day. And I think you can see that, uh, what was that Judy Garland movie <laughs> where they ride on the trolley? The uh, Meet Me in St. Louis, I think, where they kind of go to the park. I think that was the only time I've seen it on film. But, you know, there's a couple of these parks were famous. One was Coney Island, where it was yeah. just, it was the last stop on uh, on the tr one of the trolley lines brought you there. And that's why, why they built the whole thing in the first place. It was, you know, it was to get people to ride the trolley. Oh, I'm sorry. Ride the electric. I should say that. I'll I'll be proper. The electric. Yeah. You gotta the ride electric. the electric. Yeah. Meet me in St. Louis. That was kind of fun. When all this COVID crap is over, I'm I'm looking forward to going out to the old radial museum. We have a radial museum out uh, out west of Toronto, and it's got like all these old streetcars and trolley cars and old BTC subway cars. It's gotta be good. I went. I went to the. Um... Oh yeah, I, I I've loved going there. It, out in uh, out in Halton, Ontario. If you make it down to uh, Baltimore anytime, we have the B and O uh, Rail Museum. It's got all these old cars, and it's a pretty cool place to go. You know, it's they have the indoor museum, which has a lot of like. Um, I guess it's all indoors. It's like the. Uh, the the small part of it where they have a bunch of models and and you know, these really cool displays of all the different stuff that was going on. And then you go basically to an old rail yard, like an in, inside, um, you know, uh, we have the turntable that would switch everything around, you know, they, it, and it just has parked all around this thing, a bunch of old cars, you know, rail cars and passenger cars and, you know, the kind where they would have a, uh, you know, a, a coal stove inside it to heat the thing in the winter. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. And apparently I'm being told by Booberry Boobs is giving me a tip. Have you been to the Murdered Dollhouse Scene Museum in Baltimore? No. What? There's a Murdered Dollhouse Scene? What? What? No, I need to go look at this. Let's see. I typed it in DuckDuckGo. I got the Dollhouse Murders. No, this isn't what I'm looking for. Home is where the corpse is, at least in these dollhouse somethings. Huh. Hmm. Well, there's a lot yeah. of funky. the The one in um, in New England that that I always refer people to is the Museum of Bad Art. <laughs> you, you, you're familiar with that case? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Museum of Bad Art has some great stuff where it's art that's too it's too bad to be ignored. They have uh, they have all the different galleries or the different kinds of bad art. They have one of the better ones is in the nude and nude spelled N O O D I think, and it's just just bad anatomy uh and uh all these other ones they have one of the ones that i always liked the most was just it was called sunday on the pot with george <laughs> and it was a bad painting of like a old guy sitting on a toilet <laughs> and you look at these things. okay well you know someone thought to paint this i guess it's true art you know it can't be appreciated by everyone it's it's something that's kind of special no. Outsider art is the best art. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man. Well, Cole, do you got anything to uh, add to the show before we uh, close it out? You got a last topic? Oh, yeah, I got I got a couple of things, actually, that are both kind of timely. So, let's, first uh, of all... Let's bring them in. Let's bring them in. Yeah. First of all, Windows is bringing X, X server and Wayland support for for the Windows subsystem for Linux. So for people who people who are on the on the dev on the dev channel uh, insider builds are now able to use graphical Linux applications in WSL without having to do all the work of setting up a X server software on Windows and it's even got support for this other technology called Wayland for displaying more modern uh, Linux graphical apps. So that was pretty neat to check out and and I was I was looking into this because I mean I like to run I like to run graphical apps and I found article about the architecture involved. So I'm I'm going to include that for people to for people to read through and yeah, anybody who listens to this show should always check out the show notes. Go to rareencounter.net and check the show notes out because even if you've got a podcast 2.0 compliant uh, podcast app, you might not actually still get to see the images and other content that we do put into the show notes with each episode. Yeah, and Cole does a great job on these notes. He's the one who, who compiles them all together, even when I don't bring anything to the table like today <laughs> or, or last it's week. It's because I'm anal about it. Yeah, we, we have a, uh, a really good rundown on all the different things that we talk about. It's surprisingly detailed compared to what you what you see on some other podcasts. Um I think No Agenda has it nailed. They always have all of their content up there. But we always have our links and stuff, too. Um, in fact, I was thinking for a while, you know, it, it it's almost like we're doing the work of a monthly magazine. I think if you took all of the uh, the uh, the show notes and the topics, the stories we discuss usually, you know, you could roll them in and say, you know, it's kind of enough material to, uh, to uh, do a couple opinion columns and have a couple, you know, news stories inside it. You know, it's, it's, it's almost as if you were subscribing to a magazine. But it's more fun to listen to. But it's more fun to listen to. I don't know. I don't know why I brought magazines up. It's just came. Maybe it's Vice. I got Vice on the mind. Maybe. Yeah. And the other thing is. How much? I was was just going to say, do you know how much it costs to subscribe to a magazine these days? Lego magazine used to be free. I mean, like like a physical. If you wanted to get like a physical yearly subscription to like Homes and Garden. Do you have like a guess? I actually was looking at this the other day, um, so I do kind of know. Eight eight dollars an issue. Wait, it's like I pay something like uh, seventy or eighty dollars a year for for Amiga Future with the with the cover CDs, and that's being mailed out from Germany. Uh, for regular magazine that you see these days, fifty to sixty bucks is my guess. Oh wow. Fifty to sixty bucks for the year. Yeah. So twelve issues. For twelve issues, yeah. Yeah, so that's like what, like four, like four seventeen each. Um, it's like like six seventy five. Per so issue. Like six per issue. Um, and it depending on what you're going for. And so I, I looked at Homes and Gardens specifically because I thought that's that's like a 
a well-established, um, you know, nothing, it, it's not like super popular, but it's, you know, it probably is pretty popular, you know, compared to other magazines out there. It's probably pretty high up there. Mm. Um, but it's probably, it's not huge. It's not like a huge issue. They do 12 issues a month. It's not like, um, um, it's, an, what am I trying to say? It's not like a, so industry specific that not a lot of people are going to get it. it. It's relatively a common magazine. And depending on what you got, if you were to purchase just like one issue or a one year subscription or two years, it was between like six and seven dollars per yeah. issue if you did the math out. I'm- the reason why I looked that up is because um, we have a local newspaper here, sort of in New Hampshire, the Eagle Tribune. Yeah. I'm familiar. And, yeah, you're familiar. And it, it's it's not a huge, it's not huge, but it's like, you know, it's our local newspaper what happened, in the area. Wait, what happened to like the, the Union Like leader? those two or three time a week filled with advertisements from local companies, sort of news advertiser. It, the Eagle Tribune, right? it's an actual newspaper. So it, it, you can get daily delivery, um, you know, f- six days a week or seven, I don't know if it's like you get twice on Sunday or whatever the options were. And... It was twenty three ninety nine for the month, um, assuming that you're getting it delivered every day. Okay. Which, when you kind of think about it, you know, thirty days in a month, you know, it it kind of evens out to be like a dollar each day. Um, not too bad. Um, you can get though the electronic issues. So just access to their website. Um, Oh no! I did that backwards. I'm sorry. I got my numbers all switched up. Uh-oh. It was uh, it's like thirty dollars because it it came out to be like a dollar a day if you got it as a physical issue delivered to your house. So yeah. that makes sense. It's like a dollar every day. If you only get the digital subscription, which means you can go onto their website and read their articles, it's twenty three dollars. You can pay twenty three dollars a day, and all you're getting is access to the website. $23 a day? No, $23 for the month. For the month. Okay, yeah. That, look- is- that, that kind of makes sense. They're, you're you're paying for you're paying for the articles still, but you're not paying for the costs of the paper and ink and the people who actually have to run the printing machines. Yeah. What threw so me off to though, me that to me that makes sense. That kind of makes sense though. Um what kind of got me though is when I was looking back and forth between them I said, "Well, if if a magazine is, you know, $6 a month, you know, for an issue. And the newspaper is like a dollar. Or you can, you know, get $10 off and only get the digital copy. Yeah. What about all these huge popular, you know, newspapers out there? What about the Boston Globe? What about, you know, WAPO? What about um, any of these? You mean the they- ones where you're paying like $2.5 per issue, even on a weekday? Well, instead as of a matter of fact... As a matter of fact, they all suspiciously currently have a um, promotion going on. Every single one of them that I looked at and all the ones I just listed did. Um, New York Times is also on this list, or at least they were when I looked at it earlier. Um, You can get a six-month subscription for $1. Huh. They're trying to get yeah. you in, you know. It's it's They're the end of the deal. And then it and turns out you pay you pay one dollar for six months, but what they don't tell you is uh-huh. that you're locked into like two or three years, and you're paying right. like 
a huge rate for the rest of the yeah, time. Yeah, I know. It was funnier than that. Actually, the Boston, I think it was the Boston Globe. Don't quote me on this because I don't want to slander them if it was a different one. This is an old telco scam and cable scam. They had on a banner ad on the top of their website and it said, get six months for four dollars. So you're paying not not per month, but you know four dollars, and you get six months, and that's all you have to pay. And then when you actually click on the subscribe button to try to subscribe, it pops up with three other different options, and the cheapest option there it didn't have the special promotion in the options. The closest one was it was like twelve dollars, or you know, for twelve months. So it was completely different. They weren't even offering it. And when you read it, it says blah, 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 you know, you pay it. And then after your, you know, period is up, we will charge you 99 cents per day until you cancel. So they weren't even breaking it down by, oh, you don't want to pay for it for this month. It was per day. So after whatever day it is, every day that you don't cancel it, they're they're charging you 99 cents. And I think that was access to their website. That is horrible. Yeah. I was like, come on. Yeah. Well, just in case anyone out there was wondering, you can get, there's a dealer on Hustler Magazine. Uh, it's four, $4.60 an issue for the first 10 issues. You sign up. Oh, that's free. a deal. Yeah, that's a deal. Penthouse Magazine. They, they, they should have made it nine cents more expensive an issue. <laughs> yeah, they, they should have. Four sixty nine. And, uh, and uh, in case you were wondering, Penthouse Magazine is actually, ste- uh, it's a little less, it's four four twenty. For the first for the first six issues, which is a year, I guess they publish every other month. Nice. Oh boy. If you were wondering, just in case, what do we got? We've got Ari Schaefer on the cover. New study proves stoners bone more. <laughs> that sounds like the opposite of what's. <laughs> yeah. All right. This other thing I was going to talk about, it got it got shared a little late, so I didn't I didn't really get a good chance to go through it all. But it's about uh, it's about Vintage Computer Festival as swap meet. So I'm just going to leave that in the show notes, and I'm going to say thank you, Blitzed, for sh- for pointing that out to me earlier today. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Bowlers bone the most. And says Servo. <laughs> I'm also I'm also sticking I'm also sticking a couple of pictures from uh, the third episode in Nagatoro into the show notes. So when I was watching it before the before in the cold open, the cold open ends with Senpai shaking his fist in such a way that was reminiscent to me at least of Colonel Clink in Hogan's Heroes. Whenever, whenever he realizes that uh, Hogan's pulled another fast one on him, it's like. But instead, it's like Senpai going, like in my mind at least, Nagatoro. <laughs> you, uh, you've watched that, right? I skipped it. I, I watched uh, eighty. No, I mean Hogan's Heroes. Oh, I mean mm, Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, I've seen bits of it on TV, but that's it. I know nothing. Oh, it's a, it's a classic show. I know nothing. It is a great show. Yeah, the Sergeant Schultz. Yeah. I know nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I watch more Mash than that. I liked Mash with Alan Alda. Ah, uh, I, I don't know. The first couple of seasons of Mash were good, but when Alan Alda really started taking over the show and it and there was less 
haha comedy and more dramatic episodes. It like, got depressing. It didn't grow the beard. It jumped the shark. I thought I it was good. Say. I thought it was good. It, it and it continued to be good to the end. They, I'm putting my stake in the ground. And it they, was they, good, but it wasn't as good as those first couple of seasons. They they got to the point where they could get rid of the laugh track when he had creative control of the show, and I respect that. Or not, he didn't have creative control, but they, you know, they were kind of got their stride, you know, and they would have episodes where there was just no laugh track, which was, you know, it's, I, don't, I never liked laugh tracks and that much. And half of them were actually like depressing episodes too. Well, what's wrong with that? War is a serious it's subject. It's supposed to be. It's a. It's supposed to be a black comedy, just like the books and the movie. Well, it was supposed to be. You know that the. You know that the. It, there is like a couple of books that were written that became Mash the movie, right? Yeah. And that was a black comedy. Well, the show is different than in that. In the same sort of way that. Uh, yeah. Interesting thing too is the movie same year another another black comedy book about war was adapted to film and was its challenger for awards and you know what that one was catch no. 22 oh jeez, oh, i didn't even know catch 22 had yeah. a movie I, i'll tell you about yeah. the book <laughs> it was a fun book the book was great i never watched the movie that milo minderbender ah uh, yeah that's some just great bits in that. You know, that's a book you could pick up and read a couple chapters if you really want it. You had to keep, you know, you had to keep up the speed on what was going on to get the full effect. But there was just some parts that were, they were funny, even out of context. You know, you could just pick it up and, and oh, absolutely hilarious. I always think of the guy, uh, <laughs> the planes are coming back uh, over the horizon and there's a guy out on the, they're swimming out. The guy's on the dock, he gets hit by the plane. Wasn't that a scene in there? I don't know. I didn't see the movie. It was a bit in the book. It was like a one-liner thing. He gets killed by the propeller. <laughs> that does sound like something that would have been in there. Yeah. Or they had the the guy in the bandages who they had. Uh, what what happened was he's completely covered in bandages, and so he had kind of a drip going down into his mouth, and then he had another one coming out from his crotch. And the nurse would come in at the end of the day, and she'd take the bucket from the floor and the bucket from the above, and uh, she'd just switch him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just run it through him again. Don't forget, major, 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 who could never get a promotion yeah. because there's no way they could have a lieutenant colonel major, major, major. Yeah, major, 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 major. Yeah, there's so many good bits of that, yeah. Um, yeah. There's one other photo that's going to be in the show note from the episodes, and all I'm going to say is Amogus. 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 And if you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. Yeah. Did you catch a... Well, Casey, what have you been watching? Besides looking for newspapers, I suppose you read the funny papers. The funny papers. Yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, oh, what what, what, are the, what? <laughs> what's your what's your favorite comic? No, no. What, you, what am I up to? Reading those Dilbert, reading those Dilbert books, huh? Reading those Dilbert books. Yeah. No. Hey, you know what? I did watch. Um, last time I was on the show, it was right at the beginning of the uh, winter season. Yeah. For anime, and I said I was going to watch one, and I totally did. And and this was the which one? I'm trying to remember. This the was. Topic. Hold on, let me just adjust some stuff here. Yeah. I got a, I've got you know too relaxed listening to you guys talk. Let me see here. Mm. Oh, that's fine. I got a quarter yeah. I can spin. 
And that makes great <laughs> makes for great radio, you know? Great radio. We there can goes. hear that spinning. There it goes. Um, no, I watched The Promised Neverland. Yep. Yep. So The Promised Neverland. I actually I went back and watched the first season uh, first. Mm-hmm. And then the second season, which was uh, what came out recently. And, well... Yeah, I could I could tell you what it's all about if you want. Yeah, can, do you want to just it's go into good. your just you know you have the floor until I, tell until I run out of stuff? I'll tell. Yeah, sure. Well, you know we're just so you know we're terrible at summarizing, <laughs> and so and so you know we're, we'll let you show us how it's done. Okay, sounds good. So the Promised Neverland it was a, a manga first, and it was ex- it's relatively new, I guess. By that, it, I think it came out in two thousand sixteen. Uh, originally that's when it originally ran so it, it's not too new but it's it's you know it's not super old either um and it was just recently adapted to the first season just a couple of years ago and so the second season was really highly anticipated the first season was extremely popular um and i completely agree with that uh, I'm I'm probably going to rag on season two a little bit here, but season one, I definitely recommend everybody watch. It was really good. Um, the general summary is there are a group of children who are in an orphanage. And I listened to, I, I listened to, I watched the um, subtitled version, you know, in Japanese. All of the characters in this show um have English names, so I just want to let you know that ahead of time. What, um, what kind of English is, names? All right. Um, so, Benjamin? like our main character, yeah. So our main character, our main girl, is Emma, and then there's two other main characters: um, Ray, uh, a boy, and Norman. And these are three 11-year-old kids, and they're our sort of main characters. It's really more of an ensemble. A, um, I think I just said ensemble. An ensemble movie. Ensemble. Um, ensemble. 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 What did I say? Ensemblum. I think that was a Nirvana ensemblum. song, wasn't it? The ensemble. Ensemble. Yeah. No, that was just ensemble. <laughs> um, it's yeah. It's it, it's really more of a a much wider cast. There's no real one singular main character, but it would be Emma is your main character since everything is usually from her perspective. The general summary of the show, uh, which I, I recall when we when I tried to summarize it for you before, I was a little hesitant on mentioning because it seemed like it was giving everything away right there in the in the summary. Um, in the year 2042, I think, I believe it's 2042, so the not too distant future, there is a group of children at this. Are you spinning that no, corner? I'm not. <laughs> You Are you spinning he that totally quarter? I forgot to I forgot to mute my mic. <laughs> he totally is. Unbelievable. I forgot to mute my mic. Listen. So there's this group of 15 children. They live in an orphanage. It is presumably from my perspective, from the audience perspective, in an English countryside or maybe even an American countryside, definitely sort of um a western English speaking country. There's going to be country involved. There is country involved. It's a, this beautiful estate. There is um, one woman taking care, taking care of them. They all refer to has, her as mother, uh, Mother Isabella. And she's oh sort of the head of the orphanage who has taken care of them all since birth. They all sort of grew up together. They consider themselves family. Um, and there's a large sort of um, 
age grouping of the kids from infants all the way up to around 11 years old. Hmm. So our three main characters, uh, Emma, Norman, and Ray, are the oldest. And it's only by a couple of months, but they're, you know, definitively the oldest children here. Um, and basically, I'm just going to tell you what happens is through various shenanigans, they figure out that this is not actually an orphanage. They're all being held captive um, by a bunch of demons who are slaughtering the children to eat. Jeez Louise. Okay, so we, we just, we've just gone from anime to Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, that's, it's pretty good. Um, that's all in the first episode, though. Destroy the child. Corrupt so we them find all. Out, exactly. We find out immediately what's going on within the first, um, first half of the first episode, which I was a little shocked by. I thought that it would sort of be like the main um, plot of the first couple episodes is them figuring this out. But it, it, they find out pretty dramatically um, within the first couple episodes. So, so what's or the main... Within the first episode. What's the main plot of the show then? This is so the premise the main, then. The main plot of the show is, one, they have to figure out what is actually going on. Um, from the perspective of the children, they have grown up just in an orphanage in the same way that you or I would think of if we had grown up in an orphanage. They have, you know, normal clothes. They have normal food. They have calendars. They have books. They have all sorts of stuff. They do not have any modern technology. Um, so they don't have any phones. Um, they can write letters to people who have left. Hmm. So from their perspective, nothing is really that off. Okay. So that part was a little strange at first. So the first thing that they have to figure out is what exactly is going on? Why are they in, you know, this orphanage if they're not really orphans? Hmm. What are these demons? Why are they being held captive for food purposes? Who's involved in it? Is their mother, Mother Isabella, working for them? Is she not working for them? Does she know this is going on? Who exactly can they trust? Hmm. Can they even trust the other children or not? Um, and the main goal of season one is trying to figure out a way to... Because what they figure out pretty early on... I'm sorry, could you say uh, to figure out a way to what? It, you to broke escape. Up. Oh, to escape. There you go. Yeah, to escape. Um, escape. Because there is a huge wall. It's about a 20-foot wall built all the way around the property. It's a, it's a huge property. It has woods. Has plenty of place. They're, they have free reign to just run around and play and do whatever they want. Is this like Annie with Attack on Titan? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm just asking. Wait, do you mean Annie from Attack on Titan or like Little Orphan Annie like Little orphan stuck Annie. in Attack on Titan or Santa what? Santa Claus we never see. Santa Claus, who's that? Who's that? Who is he? Yes. I'm talking about Annie. Oh, Annie the musical. It's a hard knock life. So on and so forth. Sorry, oh, I interrupted. No, that's fine. Yeah. But th so there's this huge wall surrounding the entire property, mm -hmm. and part of the confusion is, okay, we're being held captive to grow up here, and then at various times, people go off and get adopted, 
and it, there's this whole like performance like performative ceremony where they get a little suitcase and they put on a little outfit oh as if they're going to be traveling and everyone says goodbye yeah. and this per they get walked out of the building and then and are what? never seen again and for as far as everyone's carousel. concerned they yeah basically they've been um, carousel so it's like why on earth is this going on if they're trying to keep us from meat what's the point of this ruse and what they find out, and, they, and that's actually the part that I really liked about it, is because they don't have any direct information, a lot of the stuff is them having to logically figure out and infer information based off from what they can observe and what they can sort of figure out. Wow. So they, they don't know what's going on. They got a Slylock fox it. Exactly. And it's, it's actually really well done. Um, they're children characters, so they're like 11 years old, um, but they act like children, which I thought was unique, which seems a little weird, but you know what I mean, right? It's like you'll have um, a lot of media where kids either sound like they're tiny little adults or they're like way too immature. I think they got the balance really well here, where these are three kids who are generally considered to be very intelligent but they're still sort of limited by the fact that they're children ah, so, so they, they they don't get everything right immediately they you know get ups they, they get freaked out they get they get genuinely terrified of the situation like even knowing that their their mother this woman who they consider to be their mother is you know in league with these demons um like our main character emma she still like has a compulsion to love her mother and to go for to her for comfort if she gets scared or upset because that's the only thing she knows how to do so it's it's really more of like a psychological horror um there is gore and like some gruesome there's child murder in this of course um <laughs> but it's very sparingly oh, used. so now we now we've gotten into uh What's it that you were watching again? Higurashi? Ah, uh, yeah. Abel Kirby? Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, nothing, nothing so, too so we, gruesome. We've got but Ale it's... Alex Jones. We've got some Alex Jones. We've got some uh, Logan's Run. Now we've oh, got some than, Higurashi. More than you in. think. Hey, There's Annie, more Alex Jones in this than you think. I haven't even gotten to yeah, it Yeah, a little bit of Little Orphan <laughs> Annie. Yeah, don't forget Annie. A little Annie. bit. Yeah, so I think of the characters, they all have very distinct personalities. Even the sort of secondary characters, there's like the 10-year-old the kids who are slightly younger. They are our, our three main characters. They have to sort of discuss who can we let on, in on it. If we tell the younger kids, are they all going to panic? Are they all going to, you know, go let mom know that we know what's going on? If we escape, who do we take with us? Because there's, there's infants in this place. They can't take the babies with them. They can't take the youngest kids with them, or maybe they have to. So that's sort of where it is um, for the entire first season. So this is what are we yeah, have to can't, do? Yeah, you can't in this abandon situation. the younglings, or else Anakin will kill them. Exactly. But they have to figure out okay, why are they keeping us as meat in the first place? Why are they keeping us alive only because at certain ages? Because kids are delicious. <laughs> yeah, but why are some more delicious than others? Why are our three characters allowed to grow up? when they're killing off some of the younger ones, but not always younger. So they have to sort of figure out what is going on behind the scenes without being able to tell to, in order to plan it out. And what they Terror sort of is like out, MSG. And so the, the more scared <laughs> yeah. they get, 
And the more they're allowed to age through this terror, the more delicious they'll be in the end. It's pretty close, actually. So what they actually determine, it, it, which wow, is shown to be correct. I'm myself by actually nailing this with you, my bullshit. Are we going to spoil this whole thing? I mean, <laughs> I'm, excited. Me to? I'm excited. I like this whole premise. And I'm in on this, but I don't want to, you know, Do you want me how it ends. I won't tell you how it ends. I won't tell you how it ends. I mean, I don't want to know. Um, I, I want to. I, this is something that I want to watch now. All right. All right. You then so, I won't you tell you too me much. on it. <laughs> it was real first season really good very dramatic i think all the characters act like people which drives me crazy when that happens you know like people get into an argument like, and they just don't talk to each other like crazy no, that good? doesn't happen here what's that you mean like crazy good when people act yeah. like people yeah good people act okay, like yeah. people they act like so yeah, me, real me, people. I'm, I'm sold on this too. As soon, as soon as I wrote down Alex Jones anime on my pages here, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to actually have to check this out. So, uh, right. Casey, can I ask you a question? Are sure. there any frogs in this uh, anime? Like fro- like croak, ribbit, ribbit? Um, and, you know, no. do, do they... There's like when the they look at each other, do they chemicals involved? When these frogs look at each other, do they kind of there have are like chemicals involved? You know, longing in their eyes. You know, like maybe they're really into each other. <laughs> like these two frogs. Like if these two frogs, if these and they, they're both guy frogs, maybe. If they're sitting on a log and they're kind of looking over at each other, you know. <laughs> wait, you know, does it? Are they just friends, or do you think there's something more than that? I don't know. I just want to find out. <laughs> That's great. But Inquiring anyway, first, need first to know. season, great. Second season was not as received as well. Um, I actually have an opposite opinion, though, of why that is. In I, After I finished watching it, I did go and look up sort of some reviews. Um, because my main criticism, criticism of season two is that it, it left too many things unanswered. Whereas season one, it was very, very, very good at setting things up. And, you know, having them play out. There wasn't a lot of, um, there's no filler. Not really. Yeah. Whereas in season two, it seemed like they were skipping over important things. Like you could sort of infer what was supposed to happen, but they just didn't show it. Which, uh, it turns out, is probably what happened. Because um, I was looking at some of the summaries of the, the manga, and they were much more detailed. Um, for the characters and things. So there's, there probably could have been like two or three more seasons. And if they had stretched it out, I'm not sure why they rushed the second season. So in other season. words, they phoned it in for season two. Yeah. Well, it was the whole first part of season two was great. Then about halfway through, um, there's like, it, it started to slip. There was like an episode where it's like, by the end of the episode, nothing had changed, which had not happened before. It's a very strong, like linear structure for season one, whereas you have episode one, then episode two, and they follow immediately after each other, pretty much, um, and the story continues on. There's no unnecessary going back and summarizing ridiculous points. There's some flashbacks, but it's only things that you need to know after they've sort of been discovered. So I really like that, but season two, it kind of dragged. Like, a lot of the summaries I saw were saying people it rushed the um, the story. I felt like it was dragging it out. And they didn't use all their episodes, like the episode time, um, in the best possible way. Very last episode of season two. I will tell you this. Eh, I was disappointed with it. Um, 
not enough to stop watching it. It was all like the dog, did... wasn't it? It was just the dog at the end. Is that how it ended? <laughs> no, it ends with a no. Like no, a... it was his sled. <laughs> the sled. It, it, it ends with a um, like a musical, like not a clip. Wait show, a minute. But uh, like, <laughs> wait a minute. What? Well, you, you didn't like this. No. You're selling me. This not is Annie. A... <laughs> What song do they sing? They didn't, not like that kind of musical, sort of like, you know, instrumental music playing over it was scenes an, from a show that's better than what we got. It's an AMV? It ended with an no, AMV? Only the second half of the episode. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> it was a like, 16 minute AMV. No, no, no. They, they did like 15 minutes of normal episode and then it's like... Now time's passing. Do 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 do, and it shows scenes of the ca- oh, various like a characters doing montage. stuff. Kind of, but it's it it covers like years worth of time that I I assume in the very manga long was part of the story. Montage. Yeah, and it's like oh, people growing up and doing this and doing that, and then at the end, it's like okay, now it's all wrapped up. That's the end. I'm like that could have been the the images that you're showing me are interesting. And part of a story that you're not telling me, why is this happening, yeah. is basically what I thought. Uh, it ended, and I wanted there to be more of it. So it wasn't bad. It just was disappointing. But I still recommend it. I, I don't regret watching it. It was a fun time. Highly recommend episode, uh, season one. Well, that's that's a typical uh, anime kind of Japanese thing where they, the, the, the ending is always a little stilted because for some reason they don't know how to end anything. It was... It was weird though because it's it's obvious the story exists. Like why why did they have if, to? If do you that? want to talk about <laughs> bad endings, um, Attack on Titan the manga ended just recently. Oh, you want to spoil us? We and, actually yeah. Here's oh a tie-in. God. So last time I'm not Kate's- going to spoil it. All I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is if you skip the last two or three chapters, you'll be much happier. Because it was just it was just clumsy, horse shitty way to wrap it. Alright. And speaking of clumsy, horse shitty ways to wrap things, I think that it is time to pull the plug on Bear Encounter. Encounter number forty two. As we have been going over time. Forty two And until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been cold acid. And I'm Casey. Adios, folks. Bye. I had a good woman. But she laid down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she laid down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me?